This is Sid Haig for Nightmare Junkhead. Listen, or I'll come over there and put my boot all up in your ass. in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from this is the nightmare junkhead podcast a horror podcast that refuses to keep calm and totally embraces the panic my name is greg d i'm genius mcgee and on today's episode we're looking forward and talking the phenomenally frightening lineup of films shorts and podcast as we preview the upcoming panic film festival but before we get to that let me remind you we're part of the boom howdy podcast network boom howdy you can find all of our episodes at boomhowdy.com or the easiest way to listen in is to simply search for nightmare junkhead in your itunes or soundcloud app hit subscribe and when we drop our latest episode it'll download directly to your listening device of choice all up in your panic hole i and i, I sh- dare say are you are you ready to panic i am ready i am i got inoculated i am you've got re- all your shots i yep i'm ready to f- panic and freak out and it is we've been talking about it the last few episodes we've been kind of promoting it as we always do you know even if we weren't podcasting live which we'll get into later we would be there regardless oh hell yeah it's panic fest and we you go back to our previous episodes that we've talked about it and this is indeed going to be the seventh year of the panic film festival held at screenland armor here in kansas city missouri and it just keeps getting better and better and better and expanding and it's so much and this is one of those things ultimately when i don't i don't think we get any negative feedback necessarily people saying why are you talking local but this is something that even if you're in the kansas city area if you're in the midwest you should still come down and check it out because there's some great shit there's going to be a number of film shorts podcasts we're going to get into all of that and as you mentioned it has expanded Mm -hmm. and in doing an episode like this i felt it was appropriate for us to expand as well yep and we've got a couple of very special guests to help us talk and preview everything all the goodness at panic film festival and our first guest is kind of an unofficial third member of Nightmare Junkhead. Uh, the third nerd. <laughs> he's completely, uh, you know him as Mount Baldy, but you can also hear him as the co-host of the Media Rewind podcast. Please welcome back to Nightmare Junkhead, Dustin Pryor. Hello, guys. Hello. What's, What's going on? How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm ready to talk some panic. I was going to say, you look calm. You look calm. Until we start talking about the movies. (laughs) Indeed. Well, then, uh, we wanted to bring it. We've gotten what I love with our two guests here is, you know, Dustin primarily is known for his love of the action genre. Loves himself some some horror. But that's the thing with Panic (laughs) Film Fest. It's a genre fest. Yeah. You get a little bit of everything. You do. And then to touch upon the horror aspect of the genre, our next guest you can hear as part of a podcast called Horrorversary, where he is indeed celebrating uh, the you know 10-year anniversary, 20, all the way 50 years back, some of the all-time great horror flicks. Welcome back to Nightmare Junkhead, Adrian Torres. Thanks. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. I also want to say, you know, just, just take this moment because of the secondary uh, reason why I'm here is because, like you said, this is part of the, the Boom Howdy Podcast Network. And Boom for those... Howdy. Who may not have <laughs> good job, good it's job, Pavlovian. Hey, he's repping the brand, so that's what matters. Um, if you go onto the Panic <clears throat> Film Fest, it's because it's literally panicfilmfest.com. At the very bottom, you'll see the sponsors, and our website, Boom Howdy, is one of the sponsors. And so that's why we wanted to take it upon ourselves to help promote something that we're putting on that that we're directly involved with, and. I'm glad that I'm here because I'm also the editor-in-chief in the, at the site. So I want to make sure that we're, hey, let's let people know about something that we're doing. And like you said, it's not only has it just expanded, but then at the same time, this was on the list of Movie Maker's 30 bloody genre film festivals. Bloody mm-hmm. good, I believe, is what, yep. it, what it was. I have that in my notes. There you go. And so it's it's taken on an even bigger you know, life of its own. And this is, that's a list that has, you know, Fantasia, Fantastic Fest, that has the Overlook Film Fest, that has the Brooklyn Film Fest. Like, so Panic Fest is starting, and they even mentioned, yes, this is the smaller one. You may have not heard about it, but you should because it's yeah. growing. So, mm-hmm. And it's really nice to be able to even be mentioned amongst those other festivals. Exactly. Based on even the reputation, and that's ultimately what, I'm, you're kind of uh, my new avatar in terms of going outside of Kansas City. You know, Genius normally is my guy that goes out in the public, but you <laughs> go out to a lot of the film festivals so you've had that experience and actually can actually have a nice little you know view and contrast with that as well just you know based on your interaction well that's that's something that i really liked when i was at the last uh fantastic festival which we'll get into with some of the movies but i was talking i ran into of course ggp herself you know oh yes um Mm -hmm. good old old jill six she she was out there at the festival was talking to somebody and 
kind of roped me in was talking about Kansas City and the person that we were talked to was another person who's involved in the in the film festival with IFC Films. And he was like, hey, by the way, you know, get, t- tell Tim to send me a message as soon as he can. Got, we've got some films that we really want to bring up to Panic Fest. And like and somebody else like, wait, I, I've heard of Panic Fest. What is this? And so he was talking it up That's... to other people. So even at at a film festival this film festival was getting repped by people who are in the industry. The so. seeds are being planted. Exactly. And again, mm-hmm. thanks to uh, Tim and Adam for yeah. helping organizing that, putting that together. Yep. Uh, so yeah. much work goes into it. It's something that we've definitely been able to appreciate here the last few years in helping out and participating. But you mentioned Boom Howdy then. I assume you will find we'll find some like coverage uh, articles on the website. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We've, okay. We've we're starting to to divide and conquer who's going to take what. We're we'll have a very big force out there. So the the majority of the movies that you're going to be hearing us talk about, we will have coverage of on the website the week up that everything's taking place. Perfect, perfect. Well, and I'm trying to figure out the best way to approach this because you know the best thing that I've always felt with Panic Fest are the short films. That's always the highlight for me. Yeah. But there are just so many good films coming in. So what should we focus upon first? I'll put this out to. Uh, Let's start, you with, are. let's start with the... What are you guys? I, I tell you the one that I'm actually excited for, and I know it's it's been getting a little bit of, you know, kind of downplay, I guess, of St. Agatha. I know there's been some people that have, you know, posted online and IMDb and this. I don't trust people's reviews because I go into movies and if I like it, I like it. If I don't, I don't. But it's actually, you know, co-written by Clint Sears. Yeah. Friend of all of ours. Indeed. Friend, friend, yeah. of, friend of the website, friend of the film festival. Yeah, and, and directed by Darren Lynn Bozeman. So, you know... Any anything that Clint puts out, you know, it's at least in my book, it's going to be good because I enjoyed ta- you know his snippet and tales from Halloween, and um, yeah, you know, he's just a good dude. So you know, I'm interested to see what they collaborated with see, again. And that's not just like the part of it. I mean, there's going to be the movies and the podcasts and the shorts and all that stuff, but there's also going to be like all sorts of like some of the filmmakers coming in, and it's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of fun. And then even speaking of the shorts, let's go ahead and talk about some of the shorts that are coming up because, like you said, it's some of the film festivals, and for example. Um, it's kind of funny. Some of the uh, coolest movies that we've seen, and like them have become and friends of the show. Saying so we've seen their stuff at Panic Fest, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know. I mean, like uh, the GGP, for example. Her short Forty Two Counts is playing, and that's rad as shit. And we had we were lucky enough to see that up at the, the Otumwa Film Festival as well. Mm-hmm. So it's good to see it's making the rounds. And that's the other thing as well. Um, so they just did their latest Slaughter Movie House, and they did the short film showcase. And one of those stuck with me, and I'm maybe it might be in here, but it was called Latched. Yeah, you told me about that I one. I did tell you. Yeah. It's, all I will just say is it involves some very scary imagery, some very funny imagery, and a lot of breast milk. If breast milk. So, speaking of slaughter, there, there's a couple movies, or a couple short films that that played here that then went on to play, like that, that for, were first shown at Panic Fest, then got shown through Slaughter, and um, I'm trying to remember what the main one was. There was something about um, conjuring a demon. I, like, I'm, I'm, I can't remember. You know what I'm talking I about. I do, I do. And But it ended up going on to being like voted online as one of the best short films, horror short films of last year. Mm-hmm. And this is ultimately, this is, and this has probably become one, like I said, it's always one of my favorite events, but it yeah. also draws so many people because oh, I think Last of, year was crazy. Yeah. They had so many that got submitted mm-hmm. last year that they had to put it in two different blocks. And we have two blocks again this oh, year because geez. indeed they did have that many submissions. And this is your chance ultimately again with the film festival. And we always talk about number one, making memories at panic fest, yeah. <laughs> which we do indeed, <laughs> but also the chance to get to see a lot of this stuff before everyone else does. Mm-hmm. You know, you get to be the cool kid that sees these cool genre films, shorts and everything so far in advance. Mm-hmm. And you get to be that presence on Twitter that everyone just loves. And, and with have all of them on the on the site because I was trying to see what they had because I didn't take a look at it on the website yeah at panicfilmfest.com short block one and that's actually we're going to go ahead and run through the ones that are in the first block here and starting everything off we do have here there will be monsters well, I hope the title lives up to it. I mean, it's like there will like be monsters. Poster. I and like that poster. That's, that's just poster. it. We're almost as if we were perusing a uh, VHS store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which one of these would we truly be drawn into based on the cover art? Well, if you're, if you're going off of the cover art, there's the third one on the top that says forever, the number four, and then EVR. It, it's got the telltale sign that you're like, okay, I'm very curious about that because it's, it's got, got the all little, the olive uh, leaves, leaves all over. Being like, hey, this this has yeah, been like, at a oh, whole bunch of film okay, festivals. Okay, it's not fucking around. 
And then right before you have 42 counts, GGP. Yeah. Of course, royalty in the house. Now, I'm ready to go home now. That one that looks, sounds ominous. It does, and it's set in the, the forest setting. Man, it, it feels like we are at an old school like mom and pop store. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, what are we going to rent, guys? Yeah. Let's not mess this up. Oh, can we get some popcorn and uh, get some sodas? <laughs> you know what? We're going to go by KFC because the next short film is Chickens. That, that one sounds <laughs> familiar. I'm not sure why, but that one sounds eerily familiar. Well, and then obviously if you want to get philosophical, the next short is entitled Greater Good. Uh, Google the Greater uh, Good. The greater good. Maybe mm-hmm. we're getting in a little uh, C. Wright Mills, a little utilitarianism philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, but also that's a very ominous looking uh, cover as with well. The poster with <laughs> the syringe. A, it says the future wants your, your child. child. So, yeah. Well, okay. I could definitely I don't know, be Adrian, down with that one. Have you seen me? The, the future does not want my child. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe maybe that's why they wanted to keep it away that's from everyone else. Right for everybody's protection. <laughs> they will offer it up. It's okay. The harvest will be good this year. Uh, we have two left here. We have brown fish. Oh yeah. Oh excuse oh. me. Sorry. And that is a short film by Troy Duch. I apologize. Deutsch. Trying to look there closer there. And then it looks like they're closing out with canine. Now, ah. as a dog lover myself. That can that go one, one of two ways. Exactly. That can go exactly. one of two ways. Because, yeah. like, yeah, there's been some shorts where, like, oh, little kittens. And then, like, oh, little kittens. So, like, yeah. Well, so That's what's funny, too, is there are so many different types of shorts that you will get in there. Yeah. Some of them are just purely comedic. Some of them are yep. straight scary. The quality, definitely, you see the differences. But the main thing is, is they're here. They're mm-hmm. being played. They put it together. And that's one thing I've always come to appreciate, just seeing the work that goes behind even a short film. Yeah. So to see it up on the big screen, man. There's... Well, and seeing some up-and-comers. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's one of the coolest things. You see some people, like, and all of a sudden, boom, they're big. They're short-played at Panic Fest, a couple of other festivals. Next thing you know, it's like, holy shit, you guys are top shit. And, and there's still so many different filmmakers out there who their short film, if it ends up getting, like, a really good response you know, get some awards. That, that's the launching point for people because then they go on and they expand that and they mm-hmm. turn that into a feature. It, it's not really genre-wise and it's not really, you know, sci-fi or horror-related, but that's what the situation was uh, last year with a movie that was called uh, Thunder Road uh, that premiered at South by Southwest. It was a film that no one really heard, but it was a short film that had been at South by Southwest several years before. The guy was able to get the funding to expand it to a full feature, South by Southwest said, well, we loved your short. Let's see the movie. And then it ends on going to win the major award there and was on a whole bunch of people's top 10 list at the end of the year. And you, and you have that happening in horror, too, that you have people who make a short film that makes the rounds, gets a lot of attention. Then they're able to expand it, which we're going to get to exactly. a little bit yeah, later. Well, that's exactly what I was going to talk about. That's another cool thing about the shorts at the Panic Film Festival. Yeah. Like, And full disclosure, I'm going in blind with all these, and I'm excited for the shorts because it's like, like uh, an anthology. It is. It's, yeah. it's it's a total anthology, the short film showcase, and I love these <laughs> anthologies. You know, that's what we actually need to do. We need to have someone dress up as the creep and actually just kind of guide well, us through the shorts. Kiddies, our next tale of terror. <laughs> That'd be great. You know, That'd a little great. bang for the buck, a little William Castle experience. Give him the shit. <laughs> <laughs> our second short film showcase here kicks off with dawn of man and another one just looking very ominous mm-hmm. um and we saw a picture for that one and it's got aj uh bowen is that the, okay that's Mr. the bowen. one yeah who, who was in you're next and a couple other films right on and that's the big beauty of this is it's like I don't and like genius saying he doesn't know a lot of I, which especially with the short films I usually know very little about mm-hmm. unless yeah. I'm on some of the other websites out yeah. there looking that up so I'm kind of just completely with you there amigos I've been next short already. it looks like an old VHS cover but it looks weird yeah it does it's totally grabbing that nostalgia yeah. feel there who trust when pure evil is unleashed ah and they're actually on an old school uh heater too i dig that Ooh. now then behind the next one is the what is that the hide behind the hide behind the hide behind, the hide behind. <laughs> is that like <laughs> so, uh, you might want to check like your hide behind. behind yeah watch out <laughs> i'll open your panic hole like, <laughs> watch out for the hide behind yeah that's that one... only on your birthday <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you yeah. gotta you gotta pay the troll toll. <laughs> Keeping it classy <laughs> as we ever ball. do. 
If you want more f- fun and gags <laughs> like that, make sure you do check out the live podcast at Panic Fest. No, the hide and actually that actually has a pretty rad design poster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A la, it kind of gives you a little Saul Bass kind of feel. We then, ooh, the peephole. <clears throat> <laughs> That's a uh, go for the, to the people. They, you're That's, too yeah. excited for that. Ooh, the people. Ooh. <laughs> because <laughs> it is actually La Merida. La Merida? Malida, yeah. That's. Yeah. Is it from Spanish? <laughs> is it from Spanish? <laughs> oh, is it, no, oh, is, it, is wow. it from Spain or exactly Mexico? Exactly where this topographical map done. is Span. <laughs> Spain. It's over there to the left. Uh, <laughs> from the Spanish. And then going from the people. This one looks crazy. Whoa, oh, that's a that? lobster with like dentures on his claws. Mala Castrata. Mala Castrata. Anything with the term Castrata, I don't know if I'm. It looks it's like a dog. Eric Estrada. No, no. There's a there's a there's a face it's, with a beard on top of the lobster thing, and he actually looks like he's covering his face with his hands. That is frightening. That is pure nightmare fuel. Oh, so obviously, oh, it's got hands for a tail too. That's it's not, got a Cronenbergian kind of thing not, going not, on. Not liking this. I don't know, man. Not liking it. No. <laughs> it says Castrata and it looks like a dong. I, I don't know. It was like lobster. <laughs> make, make Rock it. lobster. Cock lobster. Cock lobster. We were at the film case. Everyone watches watching short films. Jesus. That's why we shouldn't give you Red Bull before we record. That's a wrap. We might need to edit that one. Nope, nope. We're gonna keep it. We're gonna keep it. But we are going to go to our next one, which is look twice. Look I like twice. the I like the look of the poster because it kind of has that rotoscoping feel mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Could be pretentious. We don't know. Could be fantastic. Could be. Uh, would be odd. Uh, the Pinky is our next short film. Okay. Okay. And it's been a while. Is the tagline. Ah. And again, looks like that one could be a genre bender as well. You know, because mm-hmm. it kind of looks very a little more traditional. Uh, Duda. Is going to be following up, and Duda. it's actually it's here comes the Duda, ah. and it does kind of have an old school the boogeyman yeah. looking thing. And then we have Kryptina's Spook Time Show. Now they ah. had a they had a picture a, uh, of that, like a photo from it, where the um, the host girl was actually coming mm-hmm. out of a coffin, so it kind of had that old Sven Gulli, yeah, Mortem, yeah. Elvira type feeling to it. Well, that's right. Channel forty one, and that looks yeah. like a great way to close out. Yeah. Then the second short. No, that yeah. and that looks like a great lineup. And check that out over again at panicfilmfest.com. And that's only like two of the so many other things that are oh, going to be going on. So let's go ahead and take a look at some of the other films that are going to be playing. Now we did mention before. Oh, there's going to be live yeah. podcasts. We'll, talk about we'll, we'll that get later. to that. Yeah. We'll talk about that uh, but definitely check out St. Agatha, Darren Bowsman, Clint Sears, a lot of local good pedigree there for that film. Ah, now this one, I'm truly looking forward to. <laughs> well, yeah, this one's got you written all over it, man. I think that's Greg and makeup right that's, there. <laughs> Well, if only I had that kind of hair. Uh, if you know the podcast, you know I am a big metal fan. Now, granted, I'm not the biggest like black metal fan. Just that really dark, just very brutal. Very brutal. However, I do love the melodic element of it. However, the next film here, Lords of Chaos, is one that has had. That's another one that has buzz throughout the, the festival. And see, yeah, it like, really does. The it's one of the few films that the the only negatives that, that I've heard about it have made me more interested because the negatives are coming from like a certain subset of metal fans who are like, no, that doesn't really capture the lifestyle whatsoever. And then you've got people who love the movie who are like, no, it really does capture the lifestyle. And then you've got people who are like, I just thought it was a good film. So to have like those three sides kind of yelling at each other makes me go, I really want to see this movie. You want to be in a little mosh pit, exactly. with all, you know, in the middle of all with that. Yeah. I, I've, I've heard several different people talk about that. Like watching this movie in a theater is an experience. I also, was talking to somebody who was like, I wasn't really sure about it until like the last 20 minutes. And then I thought, holy shit, this is a great is it movie. Like a, like is it a doc? It or is. It's like a, a faux it's, doc? It's or built or around this, one of these, uh, oh God, and I should know the name of the band, but it's basically their lead singer or guitarist went crazy, like burned a bunch of stuff down, killed some, like some gnarly stuff happened. Yeah. And for real, for real, for real, for real. Okay. Yeah. Like he lived the gimmick, basically. Like yeah. most of these people, for the most part, it is an image. It's something right. to sell the music. But this dude was like full on. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. intense. And it gets bloody and crazy. Is what wow. I'm told. Yeah. It looks. Okay. And, and like I said, uh, it's, that's that's uh, which one is it? It's one of the Colkins, correct? Rory, isn't it? I think so. 
Oh, that's even more incredible then. All right. No, but yeah, Lords of Chaos, I'm definitely looking forward to with that one. Ooh, now Starfish, this is another one, even just based on the image alone, it looks cool. Uh-huh. Like, it looks like something out of hmm, another genre mismatch. Like a Revenant or like some sort of like it, weird... Apo- it could either be post-apocalyptic, because like she's got futuristic shit. I, I think it's, it's like the it, Revenant meets Juno. <laughs> That'd be an ultimate mashup there. Yeah, well, no, the, the, I, I do remember they were uh, passing out, um, uh, what's it called? Little Pamphlet. little like, sw- swag <laughs> I wish uh, for, for the movie at uh, Fantastic Fest that they had a little tapes that on it said yeah. uh, mixtape to save the world, which is, I believe, what she has. And I think it's vaguely post-apocalyptic. I didn't get a chance Rad. to see it there, but that's... So I don't know a ton about it. So, and that's the again, and the best thing about Panic Fest this year at this point for me is the fact that if you in you know the weekend is definitely the time to be there. Yeah, yeah. You know that's when a lot of the mingling is going on, all the fun stuff. But if you can't make it later in the week, they are going to be playing a lot of these films again, which mm-hmm. is wonderful because mm-hmm. it's tough to actually try to See make all. all those films. Yeah. yeah. So I'm definitely going to be checking that one out. Check it out, Starfish, and then our next one is Mega Time Squad. <laughs> So this one has uh, it, there, there's a trailer that's online. It's got a lot of press. It's from New Zealand, mm-hmm. I believe, and it 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 looks quirky and weird. Um, it's basically about a guy who goes in and is robbing. Uh, I don't know if it's just if it's a Chinese store. That's what it looks like. I don't want to be you know of course racist to anyone in Asia at all. But the, it looks like a a because uh, it the item that he ends up stealing looks kind of like it's a Chinese artifact. And it is a Chinese time travel yes. device, according to the uh, IMDb little message board there. But the thing that they show in the trailer, as opposed to it just being like just a little, he goes back in time, uh, they end up telling him, hey, be careful and make sure not to, you know, get into contact with yourself. So the first thing you see in the trailer is him getting in contact with himself. And then also continually when he gets in bad situations going back in time and recruiting himself so there's a point in the trailer where it's like six different versions of this guy that they're calling that he ends up calling the mega time squad because it's all of them from different points in time who are helping just go on this really weird journey it's never good to go back and meet yourself didn't biff teach us that (laughs) i was gonna say you don't even want to touch yourself ron silver showed us that as well That's actually uh-huh. a really cool concept, and this is a, again another one that I re- that's like a fun genre film that kind of yeah. mishes mashes a mm-hmm. lot of the stuff together like that, and that's so already based on that. Even on the poster itself, <laughs> it's there. a surprise motherfucker, and he's wearing like some sort of flak jacket. That one that's looks a, like a blast. Yeah. So that one definitely going to be on the map there. Ah, now okay. this this okay. is the one that I think will provide a lot of content right now, just based on <clears throat> the whole. You know, leakage of this, the streaming issue that came yes. out. And this is one, Adrian, I know that you are a big proponent of, but uh, oh one cut God. of the dead. I'm going to say this right now. I, I hope to be wrong because that means that there is an amazing gem at the festival. But this is my prediction for the movie of Panic Fest. It's the movie that I'm going to tell everyone you need to go see this. And I really hope that I'm sitting in the theater with all of you because this movie is an absolute blast. I missed it the first time they showed it at Fantastic Fest, but I saw it the second time. Now, the important thing to say is I can't say much about the actual movie. And I'm going to tell the people who are right here, as well as the people who are online, the comment that was told to me when I missed it is that the first 20 minutes just seem okay. And then the movie shows you exactly what's going on, and it blows your mind. And so... If you go online and you're looking for much about it, you'll see a whole bunch of reviews that say, can't tell you much about the movie. And even at Fantastic Fest, the actual description of the film was, a filmmaker sits out to shoot a zombie film in an abandoned factory, but something is lurking outside. Is it a zombie apocalypse or just another shoot gone wrong? That's it. Two sentences that tell you basically next to nothing about the film. And those two sentences cover about the first 15, 20 minutes of the movie. And then it reveals itself to be something completely different and... Everyone loved it. My my wife said that she is really busy that weekend that Panic Fest is going on, and she's not sure if she's able to come. But she said, "I'm going to see One Cut of the Dead again." <laughs> I, I said, "I was like, do you want me to buy you a pass?" She's like, "No. Do you want a day pass? No. But I do want you to buy me a ticket for One Cut of the Dead. Like that's how good this movie is, and the story behind it. Like 
this is the little movie that could. If you go online, you see how much it was made for. It, it wasn't an exorbitantly expensive movie. I think like maybe at most it was $100,000. Wow. When it opened in Japan, it opened in one theater. And they kind of had to go off of word of mouth. So to try to get people in, they started having things. If you come to the movie X amount of times, you get a discount. You bring a friend with you, you're going to get a discount. You dress as one of the characters in the movie, you get a discount. You dress as a zombie, you get a discount. That movie stayed in that theater for over a year. What? Wow. Whoa. It made several millions of dollars, like millions and millions of dollars from just being in that theater because of how many people went to see it. And then it played only at a couple film festivals and people went crazy about it. Now, as Greg alluded to just a couple weeks ago around the holidays, you may have seen over Twitter that a whole bunch of people said, oh my God, oh my God, one cut of the dead is on Prime Video. Well, it turned out that somebody had basically uploaded a bootleg copy of the film. And that's, you can look anywhere online. There's a whole bunch of websites that have great write-ups about what mm-hmm. happened about it. And it was a, it was a bad situation. Um, but if you're in the Kansas City area, you want to come out and see it. If you're somewhere in the Midwest yeah. and you are within driving distance to Kansas City, you want to come to Panic Film Fest to see this movie. This is a cult classic in the making. And for the people who see it, I think it's going to end up being in their top 10 for the end of the year. It's just that good. There's people online who I went to Fantastic Fest with who will just send one word messages concerning something in the film that that delight me to no end when they send it to me. Like the movie's that much fun. And it's going to be the film that when everybody comes out about of, of it, they're going to have a giant smile on their face and everyone's going to want to talk about it and tell everyone they know about it. So are we saying <sighs> once the tickets go on sale in the schedule, that's the one to make sure you uh, jump on quickly? That That's the main one. And again, like we mentioned, the movies play multiple times. So it's definitely going to be showing probably two times during the week. If you don't get to see that first showing of it, because it's probably definitely going to sell yeah. out then you definitely want to go during the week because it's a film you want to see in the theater with people. Now, you've you've heard Greg and Genius talk a whole bunch of times about you know the cultural currency and about that communal experience. One cut of the dead <laughs> is the ethos of that. It's completely different from, but everybody in this room was in the same situation seeing Train to Busan oh. a couple oh. of years ago. Oh. And, and weeping, weeping. While, yeah. while this movie isn't emotional like that, you're having that same shared experience where you're looking at other people and you're just enjoying that so much that being in a packed house makes the film even more effervescent. And I think some of my favorite screenings at Panic Fest have come with that just rabid crowd ready to have a good time Mm -hmm. and they're respectful but they will hoop and holler at the right points you know because it's infectious yeah and that's that so that's one i'm that's been the one i've been looking forward to the most even when i showed up that it was available uh to watch i was just like no i don't even want to i have no desire to because i want to see it the first time Mm -hmm. in the theater with a crowd so i'm glad they were able to put that away and like you said and honestly also on the website gang if you are in the midwest they uh, have links to some fine hotels within sometimes walking distance of the theater so don't <laughs> let that deter you uh so going from zombies we are now going to the old west yeah with the wind now i've, I've heard this one is mean I didn't get to oh, see a it. A mean film at Panic Fest? Come on now. Get out of town. But but that's that that I asked somebody to to describe it to me and they're like, Well, it's a it's a Western it's a mean film. And then <laughs> they wouldn't tell me anymore. So I usually take that it's as a, a good sign. It's a mean film in a western. All right. Yeah. It's a mean western. It's a mean western. Right. <laughs> I was gonna say if it's a mean western, you know, if it wasn't written or uh, you know had anything to do with Nick Cave, then I would be very surprised <laughs> there. Well it's a bummer it's though. It's a red dead shit up in here, man. Well, you know, I would guess actually with that being kind of a in the again in the the cultural zeitgeist right now maybe that's a good draw for it as yeah. well yeah. i'm always down for a good western though oh, i yeah. mean like like but, just there like really bone aren't a lot of good ones that have been coming out except for like bone tomahawk right i mean you had appaloosa a couple of years ago but it's like that's a genre that really needs to it's yeah. like the gangster film it well, really needs to get kicked kicked in the ass and, maybe, and kickstarted again maybe this the, might the the film festival circuit is kind of where you get lots of those good kind mm-hmm. of unsung westerns nowadays because you have people who are trying to 
to take a chance because you're basically kind of shooting out in the middle of nowhere. So mm-hmm. you you don't have a ton that you have to. Oh, did you find I it? I did. It is I pulled it up. a supernatural thriller set in the western frontier in the late 1800s. The wind stars Caitlin Gerard as a plainswoman driven mad by the harshness and isolation of the untamed land. I can get behind that. Ooh, there you that go. That sounds Ooh. like you know the witch in the, yeah. the the plains, the Great Plains. Yeah, uh, and I I really do dig the kind of period pieces like that because number one, it you know if you need to, let's face it, you want it to look good, so you know your production designers have to be phenomenal on mm-hmm. that. Uh, just you know if you make it authentic, um, yeah, I'm all behind that one. So let's go from that sounds dope, like the wind. Oh, we have <laughs> the Ballad. house of Ooh. sweat and tears. Now this this is one that I was super sad. That, that I missed. I believe... I'm trying to remember which film festival this was. House of Sweat and Tears. This was at. But it Sounds like a gym. It's a... Well, <laughs> I mean, if, if if cults are like a gym, like then that's exactly what this is. Because I, I, know, I know that they describe it as being about... It's a cult that surrounds the mysterious she, mm-hmm. is what they say. Yep. And it's it's supposed to be very trippy yeah. and twisted. And it's a, it's another one where kind of as it's going along, you think it's going one way and then it zigs another way. So I, 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 I know several people who really enjoyed the movie. And Panic Fest has a good run on cult films as well. Just yeah. mm-hmm. uh, not too long ago, The Invitation screened there, which is another one where I cried a little. God. Uh-huh. The Void. It's, the Void was, yeah, Void is wonderful <laughs> with, the, uh, with the cult action. So no, this one, and it does definitely almost has a... Um, Ah, there's a, a different, there's off feel yeah. shot there. Yeah, like it's... a bunker somewhere. Mm-hmm. All right. So, from, <laughs> yes. So, from Colts, we go to <laughs> what could only be described as uh, Genius's Rungeon yeah. or therein. <laughs> uh, we have Perfect Skin. Uh, is yeah, Genius, are you, break. Are, you, are you recreating martyrs in your basement? Martyrs. You came up and whispered something to me. And there asked, we go. Yeah, that oh. was not digging it there. <laughs> now, this one here we have with a perfect skin. Come on, internet here. Uh, perfect Skin is a psychological horror film set in London and directed by Kevin Chicken, starring Richard Brake. And sorry, that's all I got on my internet. I apologize, right. gang. That's well, horrible. it's got a, There we go. Yeah, somebody chained up. So well, I mean, Richard Brake plays an American tattoo artist, and the the main the main woman in the film actually like becomes infatuated with him, and then I think Ooh. everything that I saw in the trailer kind of makes me, you know, kind of leads me to believe that it might be kind of like a like a hostile almost. Okay, okay. Yeah. okay. you you Similar were very ex- you were very excited when he clicked on this. I saw you were there going, "Yes, so, dude, I, I love Richard Brake, man." I, I, I mean, I even liked him in Doom. So <laughs> <laughs> if that tells you anything, I mean, I, I'm I'm stoked for the night. Come on now. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Now, see, yeah. that's why I always like having your perspective because you can definitely bring in that. And I'm like, wait, who? Wait. Okay, there we go. Panic is coming. <laughs> and then, oh, never hike alone. This one. That's just good advice in general. Yeah, I was going to say, this was actually Genius's uh, bio- autobiography. I was right. about to say they could have dropped the alone part for yeah, Genius's never autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you guys know what this one is? No. This is the, oh, this is the secret little Friday the Thirteenth short film. Oh. oh, and I don't want to spoil the ending, but a cool little thing happens. You will definitely want to check this one out. Okay. This one's a lot of fun. I've actually seen this. Where did I see this? Was it at one of the something that we? I know I've seen this one. Know. No, the, I saw the, it. the first thing that pops up when you look it up online is best ever Friday the Thirteenth fan film mm-hmm. heads to to home video next year. So. So it's, this is one definitely you're be getting it before that you if you are a fan of Friday the 13th, if you're big on the game, uh, honestly, if you are, in, uh, we shot it out last time, but the latest Fangoria has a really cool history of the Friday the 13th game. Now, yeah. obviously, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, interest in that. But yeah, this one is a lot of fun. And like I said, you're going to oh. kind of like with Victor Crowley at the end. Ah, yeah. okay. Where we're like, yeah, it gives you that kind of reaction. Here's, nice. here's, here's what I think will sell a whole bunch of people. The, the headline for an article on modern horrors is Never Hike Alone is the Friday the 13th movie I've been waiting for. Ah, Ooh. okay. So there you go. All right. Now, now it makes sense. We were actually talking about this one before um, we started recording because we weren't sure what it was. And we were mm-hmm. like, wait, there's... There's a movie that's playing that's 54 minutes mm-hmm. long. Now, now oh, it makes sense because this was that yeah, one. Yep. Okay. A, 50, a 54 minute um, feature. Fri- Friday the 13th that's... fan film 
I'm okay with. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine yeah, with no, that. I'm, with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm down excited with that. to see yeah. that on the Because I was like, man, man, and shit. But now, like, <laughs> I mean, seriously, I was like, man, that ain't a fucking movie. But no, no, I got it now. Cool. That makes That's, sense. That makes tons of sense. It, it, I, I'm so far, I'm sold on every single one of these movies. That's just it. The biggest issue that you have with the Penguin Film Festival. The problem is. is finding the schedule to which one. Because some of them, the ones that you really want to see, will play head to head, and you're like, man, fuck. <laughs> and if we were better podcasters, you know, and wanted to review more, we would probably actually then split it up but a lot of times we're like no we both want to go see that right right and that's half the fun of going with like everybody you know checking a big group of people and or even alone or however you want to do it but that's yeah part of the crowd indeed now our next one that we come up here is called the luring now i want to see the lure lure is dope no with the luring here, this is actually the luring is about a man who returns to his family vacation home where a murder took place during his tenth birthday party, Ooh. hoping to finally resolve a memory gap that has been plaguing him for years. Oh no! Oh. I, I can tell you something, and I think everyone will agree here. From watching horror movies, you're the for killer. Years, oh no! Sorry, no. You might be the killer. That's a different <laughs> film. No, but I think we all know one lesson when it comes to to horror films. If there's ever a time that you're like, I can't remember what was happening for. For th- this birthday party, some ill or shit, for, or for five years, <laughs> some ill you shit. You don't figure it out. No. You don't go. You know what? I think I want to go to a therapist and find out what this is. Oh my god! Everybody in my life is dead now. Or, what happened? I, I want to go need back to jump to... back into Slapo's clown car. Yeah, no. let, me go, let me go back no. to the murder house and like try and sort my head out a little bit. Hi, there was a, a terrible thing that happened on my tenth birthday, and I'm now 35. Maybe now I should investigate it. Exactly. No, if you didn't do it for 25 years, stay the fuck away. Hey, Otherwise, the key word is disposable income. You didn't have it back in your teen days. <laughs> you I don't have it in my nowadays. <laughs> Shit, what you talking about? You, you've teen seen days. most of these movies. They don't have it either. They go back because they think somebody's dying and they're going to get inheritance. Yeah, that's very true. That's yeah. true. Uh, yeah. But and I'm then, excited. I mean, yeah. the, 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 it sounds like it's somebody's being lured. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm way off base. Hey, all these movies end bad, which means I'm excited for it. And I was gonna say, <laughs> if it's playing at Panic Fest, you're not going to usually have a happy ending. It mm-hmm. doesn't. There is no, no. Hollywood ending. Uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah. There's some good stuff. Hey, like, low, low Life kind of had an, an uplift. So did ending. Wolf Cop had a good. Uh, let's see. Wait, what movie? Wolf Cop. <laughs> um, what else? There was a lot of that what we do in the shadows. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's true. No, and again, there's... you get a little bit of everything. Good, bad. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of nice and creepy, uh, this next one here, Sadistic Intentions. Ooh, um, well, there we go. This one actually um, is f- uh, Larry Fessenden is involved with it. Ah, <laughs> uh, too many cooks. <laughs> so if you need to know anything more about it, it is actually a psychotic musician lures a fellow bandmate, an unsuspecting woman, to a remote mansion, to a remote mansion for a night of romantic deceit and grinding metal mayhem. Oh, Ooh. this sounds like a... Uh, yeah, actually, I'm metal. now I'm really sold, actually. Right? It's a psychological metal sex thriller. Well, and I'm glad to see there's such a, uh, a well-representation of, of metal. metal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, um, and rest assured, you know, a friend of the podcast, Terry, will be loving all the metal out there, <laughs> as well as Zach, Erica, all those cats. Now, from Sadistic Intentions, we're not going to tune in Tokyo, but we are going to go to Tokyo. Okay, so to Tokyo. I, I prepped with watching the trailer for this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The trailer is eerie as hell. Ooh. It's got a weird like backing track to it. It almost sounds like people screaming, but like abbreviated screams like a, ah. it's oh man, it's just trippy. And the imagery in the in the trailer is incredible. Oh yeah. Did well, you re- um, see that description? Yeah, it's uh, challenged by her stepsister to return home. A young woman hiding from her past in a remote Japanese village is abducted into a fantastic wilderness and pursued by a monster with only four nights to escape to Tokyo and face her demons. Wow. So with, that's now, if it's a literal monster, that's rad because you know that's one thing we always love is a good creature feature. And the fantastic world, is it like, hmm... Is it a, is it like you know Harry Potter you know fantastical yeah, wizarding world? It, but if well, it's in Japan. Okay. Ooh. Well, no, that's what I was going to say. We're, we're going off of Japan, and, and we the, see that she's got some type of face painting. So there's there's two avenues that my mind are automatically going down with the the fantastical world and their live um, action and the anime. Is that she well, kind of like mm. maybe she's being sacrificed yeah. to the monster and she's trying to survive, or maybe the the fantastical world is like. 
a spirit quest type thing. Yeah. And she's stuck in this other realm that she was doing a spirit quest on. And that is where the monster comes yeah, in. Yeah, pursued by a monster. Ooh. And now she has to get back to, to Tokyo is actually her her real life. Yeah. Nice. That's, see? That oh. sounds cool. All that from just a little bit of a... I, I hope that's right. Otherwise, I'm going to feel like an <laughs> or, asshole. Or squiddly diddly. And so None of like that was right, magical land. Uh. Like studio, studio, live action studio <laughs> Ghibli meets like hostile. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my good um. Lord. Let's hope it doesn't come to that. But... Ooh. Ooh, ooh, yeah, that, ooh. that's a little disturbing. Ooh. There oh, we this, have. Is, uh, this is the VR one, I believe. Empathy Inc. Let's see here. That. Is that like Recall? Recall, recall, recall. We can remember it for you wholesale. And we'll go back to a little Philip K. Dick there. An investor in a VR startup discovers that the reality the company provides isn't virtual. Ooh, Ooh. sounds Black Mirian. And I know, was it last year when they had the VR thing out there? Yeah. Janice McGee. Yeah, that was rad. Do you remember what you were doing to poor unsuspecting people? Scaring the shit out of them. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I watched somebody like lose their mind doing a VR thing uh, two years ago at uh, Fantastic Fest. They had this whole setup that they had three different companies who had little short movies that you could watch that were uh, VR related. And one of them that my wife did... Uh, dealt with you're sitting in a chair and they had a wheelchair that you're sitting in because in it you're being pushed throughout this mental hospital wall these things are happening to you and they had another one where you had to uh, lay down on this partly enclosed box because uh, you were somebody who had just died and was in the morgue and then was being prepared for a funeral and bad things were happening. Yeah, that's creepy and shit. Yeah, yeah so is. so so seeing this image that and stuff like that, I'm just like, though. oh, that's that's terrifying. Would they have you guys ever done like the the full on crazy VR, like the super expensive stuff? I'm not a fan of I just don't like I I'm claustrophobic, so for me that an, a whole enveloping thing. I dig the shit out uh, of VR. I, I did uh they've released it, I think, for the for anybody who's got a PS4 out there, they've got uh Transcendence. Um and it was put together by SpectreVision, which is Elijah Wood's uh company. And it was through him and another major um, video game company mm -hmm. and I tested it last year like did their demo and it just creeped the hell out of me because when with everything being covered you know and they had things that were on my hand so it was one of those that, like you felt in it and like being somebody who's watched a whole bunch of horror films like I knew what the game wanted to do next and I didn't want to go forward with it. And like there was a guy, <laughs> the guy who, who was running the thing came over and lifted the cup off my ear for a second. He goes, why aren't you moving at all? And I told him, because you want me to go down to the basement where there's a flickering light. And I know that something's going to jump the fuck out at me. He goes, he goes, well. I'll, I'll tell you this. When you get to the bottom of the stairs, nothing's going to happen. So I went, got to the bottom of the stairs, took one step forward, and that's when it happened. And when I got he done, I just, looked, he wasn't I just lying. Yeah. Yeah. That's I looked at him good... and he said, I, I just said the bottom of the stairs. That's it. And I'm like, yep. you. See, that's how they yeah. get that. That's a good scare. I like that. <laughs> well crafted. We'll have to yes. see if it is well crafted with that one. So that will be very interesting. And now our next film, and Genius, you touched upon this earlier, mm -hmm. the transformation, seeing something start as a short and then, then show up as a feature, we do indeed get that because it was only, I think, like a couple of years ago yeah. that we saw the short of gags, and now we do indeed have the gags feature film. I am looking forward to this one, a killer clown. Fuck yeah. That's something that we've we've devoted episodes to, uh, and the description is, it's been eight days since the clown first showed up in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Now, over the course of one night, Four different groups of people cross paths with the clown. Everyone calls gags, and his true intentions are finally revealed. Yes. Yes. And the fact do, that I'm ready. It's Green Bay, Wisconsin, so you as being lactose intolerant better be careful, my friend. It's going to get cheesy. Indeed, it's get cheesy. cheesy. Yeah. That's uh, but this is one actually um that John Pata had a part in, who mm -hmm. is uh has worked with uh, Jill Gavargazian before. So I love to see that just weird horror synergy at play. Yeah, that, that part of the GGP. Yeah, it's it's the royal family. Exactly. If you will. <laughs> now that one's going to be a lot of fun, and then that leads us to ah, now this one definitely has a bit of the cult feel to it. We'll have to see what it is. Looks but like it's at a funeral. It's a little solemn, but uh, this one is pledge. pledge. Oh. It, 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 it doesn't deal with the 
It, it, it deals with a fraternity, right? And somebody's yeah. going through the hazing process. A group of college freshmen pledge an exclusive fraternity, mm-hmm. but soon realize there's more at stake than they could have ever imagined. So it sounds like college shenanigans gone wrong. Yes. Yeah. Which could be horror. Could, could be, comedy. be comedy. Could be both. Again, look, we don't know what we get at Panic Fest. Look at Revenge of, of the Nerds. Right? <laughs> a horror Revenge of the Nerds. I think that'd be great. <laughs> Ner- Nerdlinger's the killer all along. <laughs> the bra bomb did indeed work. And then, ah, this leads us to, now this this is one. Special shout out for right? this one. Book of Monsters. Now, Book of Monsters is being uh, brought to us by Dread Central Presents. and they Shout been, out to Rob G. Yeah, I, for for everything that's that's good there, you know, they're they're friends of Panic Fest because they brought several films uh, in in the past, and I think I think this is the main one that they're bringing. Is it, if they're not bringing this one, then I'm going to feel terrible. Well, and it's uh, six kick-ass women must fight off a horde of terrifying monsters at an 18th birthday party. That sounds that's, perfect. And the picture too, they're covered oh, in blood, blood, and they got weapons and shit, and they yeah. got like the different like archetype of the girls. This one looks. A lot of fun. That one looks like something that will be a good communal experience. That'd be another probably cult currency one. Indeed. Oh yeah, that's the best thing. Now, with a lot almost of them. all of these are cult currency ones. Like I said, these are the films that you know you will be able to be talking about ten months from now. Now our next one here, Golem, and with a Golem Ooh. we got to get. Oh, we're going old school. You know, the... that's a mo- if that's the kind of monster. Is it about the 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 the? If um... we're going to the Old Testament, there. Uh huh. Well, let's yeah. see here. During an outbreak of dead... No, actually, well, this is just Golem. I got to make sure we've got the Golem, which it has to be it, because during an outbreak of deep of a deadly plague, a mystical woman must save her tight-knit Jewish community from foreign invaders, but the entity she conjures to protect them is a far greater evil. So it is that the is old the golem. golem story. That's rad. That they is. Don't, you know what? There's a lot of those old-school monster stories and like those cool mythos and stuff from different like cultures mm-hmm. and ethnicities and stuff that don't get a lot of love that they should and i'm glad because the golem story is a very cool one like that i really dig so like i'm looking forward to see what kind of treatment because i've never seen a golem movie you know except the old one yeah yeah. except for the one that charles bronson was almost in (laughs) thank you canon films hey belly hey am i the golem (laughs) but that one definitely does look like a good feature and then oh here's this this one i i i haven't seen it and that's because the, the downside with when it comes to certain film festivals is you 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 have certain movies you want to see mm-hmm. then you have people say oh man you you've got to see this when it replays and then when you see that movie there's you something that is taking the place else. of and you're like god dang it there's something that i missed this is one that i heard lots about but i missed and this one's lose and it has a very cool story of how it came about they shot it on 16 millimeter Oh, wow. To give it a very dreamlike quality. And it's supposed to be have a feeling of a throwback to some of the 70s uh, films. I can see that by the... Yeah. And what I've been told is that it's... Uh, Greg, you'll enjoy this. That it works with dream logic. And that it's it's not an incredibly long film. I think it's like maybe an hour and 15, an hour, 20 minutes. Hour 10, it looks like. Yeah. yeah. And But it, it has that feeling of kind of... Uh, somebody described it as kind of that uh, Ful- Fulci... Or Argento type um, kind of just dream, dream work yeah. stuff going on. That uh, always, always, always welcome that yeah. kind of just what the effery when it comes to cinema. That one looks good. That one actually yeah. is another one. And again, that's what really kind of crazy is the fact that we have multiple films, and that's what I again kind of love the variety though is just that are coming in at like hour and twenty. Mm-hmm. You know, more bang for your buck with the festival circuit. That's what I'm digging. That's yeah. what I'm well, digging. One of the things that I love about the festival circuit circuit and especially with things like this is you might hear oh wait this was at another film fest it's that, that doesn't necessarily no no you want that if there's yeah. a movie mm-hmm. that's played multiple uh film fest that, that's mean, a good, good feeling stuff. Yep. that's good hey, stuff especially when they're they're smaller films most people don't realize how like the distribution works for some of these movies and the best example that i can have was last year at panic fest we had a little movie that a whole bunch of people loved who saw it which was tigers are not afraid oh, oh. Now, Tigers Are Not Afraid, I saw at uh, Fantastic Fest just a couple months before that. It wasn't until Fantastic Fest this year that that movie was able to get distribution in a couple countries. 
That's it's a shame because that movie is great. Exactly, that is a really good movie, and, and and that's one of the things. And that's why I'm saying that just because you've heard a couple of these movies might have been at Fantasia or might have been at Fantastic Fest or might have been another one, it, it has nothing to do about the quality of the film. Mm-hmm. It usually means that people are like, "This is a great film." We want to be able to show it as many people as possible. Now, the majority of you guys in this room saw a little movie towards the end of last year called Anna and the Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And Anna, Anna and the Apocalypse took over a year to get released in theaters because of the fact that they wanted to have it be around the holiday season. And it would they were having trouble finding a company that was going to be able to you know pick it up and hold on to it for that period of time. So you have lots of these films that do really well on the festival circuit, but that doesn't always mean that it's going to hit theaters right away. And for some of these movies, because of how good they are, they don't just want to dump them on, you know, sure. like Hulu, mm-hmm. which the reason why I mention that is you might not realize it, but a whole several films that have played at Panic Fest and other great film festivals are actually tucked away on Hulu. And just like last year, one of the best movies that I saw, uh, Sorry to Bother You, is on Hulu. And most people didn't didn't know that because that's just kind of where they go. There's a whole bunch of It's streaming films. on Hulu right now? Yeah. You're kidding. I'm not. Well, that's, again, and, and that's another shout out to the uh, year of the dong. Yeah. Uh, in 2018. <laughs> there was, there was some, some different dong going on with that one. Spoiler alert. Uh, good time there. Uh, now, our next film is Level 16. Hmm. which is a 16-year-old Vivian is trapped in the uh, Vestitalis Academy, a prison-like boarding school, keeping to herself and sticking her neck out for no one until she is reunited with Sophia. This is an interesting uh, write-up here. The former friend who betrayed her. Together, the girls embark on a dangerous search to uncover the horrifying truth behind their imprisonment. Soon running for their lives, the girls must save themselves or die trying. Is this a women in prison fighting movie or is this like reform school girls? No, it's, it's I would from say the, from the pictures that I've seen for it. It looks more um, clean cut. Mm. We'll say so like, it's like possibly you, sucker punch without the surreal aspect of it. Mm. Oh. Probably. But they're more in like um, not like I'm trying to think of the next way to say this, because <laughs> if I say, oh, they're they're in school uniforms, it's not the way that right. most people think like it's it's almost Mennonite where it's like. Okay kind of um, beige and gray type outfits. And like most of the pictures that they have are them like either standing in a line or all of them in a circle scrubbing the same floor. So uh. it, it, it looks like they're being prepared for something, not necessarily in a good way. Wendy Williams isn't going to pop out and start yelling. <laughs> no, no. no pat ass. Well, the other thing that it's pretty rad with uh, Panic Film Fest is not only you're going to be seeing the newer films, but they also will kick back with some repertory screenings. Uh, some of my favorites have shown up there, actually. Uh, Deep Red mm-hmm. is always a good one. Uh, the dr- <laughs> Driller Killer, a uh, little <laughs> Able Able <laughs> Balls. Uh, and me deciding to chicken out at the last minute for the uh, 30th anniversary Hellraiser screening. Yes. Uh, they showed Cheerleader uh, Camp. Yes. On a midnight screening. Midnight flowers. And this year, we're one that is uh, celebrating this. Te- technically, this is its 30th year, <coughs> which is kind of crazy. Uh, it's uh, Technically, it was last year. was its 30th year. This will be its 31st. A film I did see in the theater. Me too. And it was such a great experience because I remember at one point the title, the lead character goes, nice fucking model. <laughs> and there was a, there's a dad and a son in front of us sitting there and he looked to his son and he's like, this isn't the Beetlejuice I wanted and walked out. <laughs> so we are indeed watching and screening Beetlejuice. Hey, come here. I got them good for you. <laughs> Which was it? Buck was it? Buckle juice? Buck, buckle juice. It was buckle juice. That, that was there Buck you Keaton. go. There that was you go. Buck Keaton. That's Buck. his brother. <laughs> Wow. Beetle flowers. <laughs> <laughs> if we can make the buck flowers. I'm the with the most, babe. <laughs> I'm Ugh. the bond that knows the fun. <laughs> Oh Lord, have mercy! Now this is now this is a new thing that I just saw. Uh, hey, I'm I'm no genius, but you know I get by. This is one I cannot wait to watch. But you um, you see a lot of like script readings going on uh, where they well in case like if you go back to the uh, 48 hour Yorkie marathon that the movie crib just put on, they did uh, a, sc- a script reading of George A. Romero's The Mummy. 
So like really cool stuff. And in here at Panic Fest, uh, they're going to be doing a live script script, script reading of Friday the 13th Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan, which uh, if you want to go a little mad, that might be something might happen with that. A little mad. There's there's probably going to be some special 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 guests guests. for that. I have to imagine that is going to be a blast. That's one of those. And again, this is something that is very interactive Mm -hmm. and something that's very one of a kind. That's the other thing that's cool when this happens. I think back to last year's Movie Crypt Live performance. Mm -hmm. Always a good time. Especially because the part that I'm taking away from this is that it says Saturday night. Now, if you know anything about Panic Fest or you know anything about the crazy genre of film festivals out there, it's that there's usually a bar nearby. And, of course, that's one of the things that people very much enjoy about the Screenland Armor is you come straight out of your theater and there's there's a a giant bar right there. So when you get to one of the later movies, they get even more exciting. So having a a very excitable crowd that maybe, you know, a couple drinks in for for a live script reading is something that I don't think you want to miss. So by the time he takes Manhattan, they may take Screenland armor. You never know. That could just indeed happen. Uh, but also, that's another thing. Make sure you're taking care of the people that are taking care of us. Oh, Screenland. Everyone that's working there, the staff, they are busting their buns to make sure we have a good time. So let's take care of them. They walk away with a little bank. And that actually, lead, that is technically everything that we have for the films, at least on the website there. So again, make sure you're checking that out. But again, films, shorts, we even have a few more other things to talk about, which yeah. I can't believe. We've been talking about it a little while, but uh, there are some live podcasts happening. Wait, wait, who could be a part of these live podcasts? Well, thankfully, we know the people that own this place, so I'm not going to say nepotism <laughs> is involved, but... But it's good to know people. <laughs> but no, on uh, January 25th, we are indeed going to be podcasting live again at the Panic Film Festival. Now, this time, and unfortunately, I apologize, gang, they are charging for this, but Ooh. we have devoted ourselves... Yes, we. it will make it worth your while. ...to truly entertain you, and this is going to be another interactive experience we're not doing the game show this Mm-mm. time Mm-mm. something totally different but something that is actually ties well because we're going to be in the theater <laughs> i i, I want to go to the i'm going to find a way to go to this one since i somebody somebody let let slip part of what's going on i was like yes well i will say yes. we always talk about making memories at panic fest and we'll truly be making more this mm-hmm. year as well now that same night uh make sure you stick around this is to be announced but i'm pretty sure it'll probably play sometime after us uh, but we are going to get this sneak peek of dark was the night podcast which is actually being put on by tim canton yes this and, is gonna be cool and this one actually is going to be kind of one of those um scripted podcast so mm-hmm. <laughs> unlike what we do here which <laughs> if anyone has any ocd or any kind of organization or like i'm sure we drive them insane yeah we don't go on uh but straight no, lines this is actually going to be a really good one here this is one i'm looking forward to and then the other ones then on saturday we have wait go 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 up for a second because yep. i'm seeing that just uh just to help out oh. for for dark Ooh. was the night <clears throat> there's yep. a little when the sun sets on the horizon and the lights begin to dim the Secret Society convenes in a cabin deep in the woods to share tales of folklore and the macabre. These are the stories that are told when the dark becomes night. This is Dark Was the Night. Why don't you break that out on the podcast? Good Lord, man. Because he's too busy laughing <laughs> half the damn time. And making dick and fart jokes. You don't know, but the lights dimmed when he started talking like that. It... I was surprised that he didn't end it by going... <laughs> <laughs> Not, totally not staying on brand, sadly. <laughs> well, then the very next night on Saturday, we have a couple more live podcasts, and they're all on my rotation now. Um, and this one especially, I'd like to thank uh, the Modern Horrors Podcast Network for allowing the Horror Virgin podcast to come down and podcast live. That's going to happen at 5.30 on Saturday. Yeah. What are they about? Cause... So they actually are on my rotation now, and I've and again, I'm a podcast listener. Uh, they have a great gimmick is they have one of their um, hosts uh, is does not dig horror. Mm-hmm. So they basically make an easy <laughs> a normie, not, very much a normie, and they make them watch a horror movie, and then you get the reactions. They're a fun oh, comedy nice. horror podcast. It's a lot of fun. They just did the thing for oh, this week. Ooh. I'm about 15, 20 minutes in, but there's already a lot of Kurt Russell love. So you know, uh, you know, damn, okay. that's what I enjoy. <laughs> and also, you know, hopefully we'll be able to chance to talk with them as well because um, I always love being able to interact with podcasts that I enjoy. If just anything to say thank you. Yeah. And then ultimately another one that just came on my radar, and this is ultimately also kind of in the spirit of last podcast on the left, but the Cult Podcast is going to be podcasting live, and they are actually out of um, 
They're in California, IA. Ooh. Mm. As um, Horror Virgin, they are coming from Tennessee, if I recall right. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they're going to, I mean, they're driving for our entertainment, guys. So yeah. make sure we go out and check them. Now, the Cult Podcast, they, and we actually got a good description here. Every Monday, we cover a group ranging from death cults to white supremacist groups that fit our set of criteria. And then they basically talk about it, but they're very funny. Oh, so it's kind of like true crime and mm-hmm. comedy? With a lot of horror, Sweet. with a lot of humor. No, it's a lot of fun. Nice. They're going to be podcasting uh, 7 o'clock and all in the Shining Theater, which is part of the new expansion over mm-hmm. in Screenland Armor, which is another big thing that... I'm really looking forward to. For, for a second, I was stupid, and I was about to say, which theater is that? And then I remembered the color the, the color the of the sheets. Yeah. Like, oh, yes. yeah, there we go. No, there's there's so much going on at Skrillian Armor, and I think Panic Fest this time is going to be bigger and better. A lot of good things to look forward to. Um, make sure, if you can, go to the website, pick up your tickets as soon as possible. Yeah. Because, um, like we've said, they're going to go fast. Uh, pick up your day pass if you can, the weekend pass. Uh, well worth the investment. So, ultimately, final thoughts on Panic Fest before we, as we wrap things up here, gang? It's kind of a silly thing to sell, but if, if you're somebody who's like, I definitely want to go for the weekend and you want a shirt, which if you go on to Facebook and you look up Panic Fest, you can actually see there was voting that the was designs. done on the shirt, and so you can see which one it is. If you're getting the shirt as well, you might as well go for the, the full Fest Pass because you get the entire week, mm. which takes care of the weekend, takes yeah. care of the week, the week, and you get the shirt, and it's only like 30 bucks more than the weekend pass. Oh, and so, the shirts are so good. Exactly. Anything like oh. the Carpenter Fest shirts. Yeah, so, so you're getting a shirt, and then you're getting five extra days of films for about 30 bucks. So you don't have to worry about cramming everything into yeah. the and, and if you're, you're somebody who has stuff that you have to do that weekend, and you can only do one day, buy your day pass now, because those, more than anything else, are the first thing that go. Because there's people who are like, Okay, there's only... I got to work Friday night. Yeah, I've got something that's going on Sunday. I've got family stuff. If you know that's going on, you're like, Saturday will probably be the day that I go, buy it now. Because if you show up, you're going to have a hard time getting it because it's going to sell out probably within the next week for, for the day passes. So make sure to decide what day you can devote to it or just go in for the full weekend pass because there's in for a penny in for a pound exactly. you know, and there's good shit i mean there's good stuff throughout the whole weekend it's gonna be so much fun i mean, yeah, I mean if you pay for it or if you go to see a handful of films i mean because i didn't see a ton last year but yeah. if you just go in for a handful it already pays for itself well i mean as, as bad as i hate to sound like a salesman for it no, i mean it right. just makes sense this podcast sponsored by panic Fest. no but <laughs> no but remember like we didn't get a chance to see half the films we wanted to because we were a lot with the like yakety smackety do right and so we had to go like the next couple of days and yep. see him later i mean it's just it's just a good idea yeah you know plus like you said you, you get, get more f- you get a shirt and more fest days so like yeah that's a win-win now the thing that we need to mention and this isn't just panic fest this is something if you go to any film festival you're going to run into this when it comes to the podcast there are separate tickets that you're buying. If you go on to, again, panicfilmfest.com, if you go to click on the podcast, you're going to have those lined up there. You can click on the individual podcast to buy the tickets for that show. They're all set at the same price of $6. Six measly dollars for Which an is hour's worth of entertainment. Mm-hmm. A steal. But but if you're somebody who's grabbing one of those you know, passes, whether it be the day pass, the week pass, or the weekend pass, you still have to buy those podcasts separately special because you have to have it go back to it. Like, like Greg said, people are coming from California. They're coming from Tennessee. You got to give some back to them seats. Let's give them some love. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I, and that's also, again, just, you know, as a little podunk podcast that we have here, it's still a lot of fun, that whole Potter and family thing. And that's ultimately, it was nice to bring in you guys as well, you know, through media rewind, through horrorversary. Um, It's just, it's nice. And, you know, I'll even say this, you know, I got all mushy on our new year's episode, but you know, given the fact that I've got two new friends, you know, based, you know, out of it's just been, it's it's a good thing. And that's the thing. And we've talked about making memories at panic fest. We'll get into the wolf cop. That's kind of going to be on genius's epitaph there. But (laughs) even as a socially awkward introvert, as I am, I've been able to meet new people and talk with people and just, you know, challenge myself even that Mm -hmm. much. So that is in and of itself for me, a reason to go out. And also to just like you guys said, see these wonderful films. It's a grand, grand old time. So thank you for taking the time. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, to, to talk, talk Panic Fest. So um, 
Where can their listeners find you out on the uh, interwebs there, Dustin? Well, surprisingly enough, Genius is my co-host on Media Rewind. You can what? find us on the Twitters mm-hmm. at Media Rewind Pod, and you can find us on Facebook under the same Media Rewind. And we're going to be busy next year, yeah, too. Yeah, we are going to be busy because on February 10th, The Walking Dead kicks back on. Mm-hmm. In April, Game of Thrones Season 8 kicks back on, and I believe Into the Badlands comes on within the next month and a half. Fuck yeah! <laughs> so I may not see you guys for quite some time, is what you're saying. <laughs> if you do, we'll be oh, all emaciated and, and sunk in. I'll look like the Crypt Keeper. And then, and then when's The Punisher as well? Because that's, that's That coming drops soon. on the 18th of this month. There you go. You guys are... One batch, two batch. Yeah, that works. Did, then, uh, I, I, I hate to ask, because if it's a no, it didn't, then I'm going to feel terrible, but did, did The Purge end up getting renewed? Yes, it did. Yes, it yes. did. Damn. Yeah, because I know that you guys are coming back, back too. too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe there's going to be some more killing shame nuns. Fuck yeah. So if you dig genre TV, Media Rewind has you covered. <laughs> and if you dig horror, uh, Adrian, where can our listeners find you out? Uh, you can find us at, at Horrorversary on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Yo Adrian Torres. Um, we're going to be, I'm moving next week. So the next episode. For Horrorversary is probably going to be a week or two. Um, it, but if you go on to either SoundCloud and look up uh, at or look up Horrorversary under Boom Howdy, or you go on to BoomHowdy.com and you look up Horrorversary, we actually finished last year with three episodes, one after another. Um, and I thought I was getting misinformation on my feed. I'm like, God damn, Adrian. No, no, that's how I wanted. I want to have a three parter to, to end the year. And the one that I definitely suggest listening to was the one that we posted on uh, the first because it was a movie that technically came out in uh, 78 Mm -hmm. in Italy and then 79 in America in Dawn of the Dead. And we had on uh, Dee Dee Crimmins, who if you read Rue Morgue, if you read Daily Grindhouse, if you read Birth Movies Death, she's the person that you definitely want to see. And she actually wrote a thesis paper on zombies and she's she's an authority when it comes to it. And so we get into some good discussions on there. It was a good episode. Thanks. Yeah. No, and that's what we love, the fact that you are celebrating these, uh, you know, films, celebrating those anniversaries. Speaking of, we can definitely, you know, give you a peek into the madness that is coming up oh, in God. March. Yeah, I have a feeling that these guys, you'll hear a little bit more from <laughs> you them will, later and it's, on. And it is our whole, you know, New Year's resolution of, you know, promoting local, staying local when we can. So... I hope you can hope to see you guys out there. If you do see us, uh, I saw one of our dirty dozen. I apologize. I shouldn't see. And listen, you know who you are. And I apologize for not getting your name. Because <laughs> when I say I'm socially awkward, it's not a gimmick. I'm legitimately socially <laughs> awkward. So when you said, dude, I love your podcast. I was like, thanks. You're one of our dirty. And I scampered away. Genius. This is why I need you out there. <laughs> so, now, so my apologies. Look me up at Panic Fest. I know you'll be there. I, we, we will share a drink. And you know what? Seriously, I'll, if any of you dirty dozen out there want to come and like bullshit with us for a little bit yeah and uh, and i'm there i'll be more (laughs) (laughs) you'll see me blair witching in the corner just minding my own but see that that's terrifying because you'll be you'll probably have your your jacket for part of it so so they'll have the patches staring out at them you know it's part of my plan you know what's it's it's, it's providing presence it's like you know when the frilled lizard like that that's how i defend myself in nature (laughs) so until that time gang uh, this is greg d i'm genius mcgee and we will see you in your dreams (laughs) 